Hello, this is Bennett with a pre-podcast note. Um, In this podcast, I try something new. Uh, I'm using a different microphone. I'm actually walking around outside uh, while Daniel and I talk. I didn't know this at the time, but it turns out I had on some kind of annoying setting that uh, adjusts the gain to try to pick up all the sound. Anyway, that results in some wonky audio. Uh, I've done my best to clean it up. It's still a little annoying, uh, but I just wanted to give forewarning. Uh, I know the problem, so next time it'll be fixed. Um, So apologies for that. Uh, Anyway, without further ado, I'll let let Daniel give his intro jingle. It's Bennett's space. It's Daniel's space. It's his space, her space, our space, and third space. Third space. I'm just, I can't wait for the day when you actually run out of musical jingles. Will that day ever arrive? I don't know. I think they all all just sound the same, and they might already. (laughs) Probably so. Um, When the world runs out of music, I'll run out of third space jingles. uh, uh, I'm doing something interesting this time. Tell me about it. I'm doing a walkabout podcast. Ooh. So you're, you're presumably walking about? Yeah, like an Australian. <laughs> Are you carrying your big mic with you and your big, you know, sound boom thing and all that? Yeah, I've got like a big backpack with uh, the microphone rigged in it and it's like hanging over my head. Yeah, like a boom mic. <laughs> People are looking at me funny. No, I, uh, I, I got a little portable um, recorder uh, and like a lapel mic so uh, I can just put it on and walk around outside around the lake um and i like that a lot because when i'm typically on the phone i like to have movement and one of the transitions to doing this podcast is sitting still pretty difficult yeah 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 yeah. i I would get tired of just sitting um and i don't know like they say they whoever they are (laughs) they say that you know walking around outside in nature makes you more creative and gets your thoughts moving around in your brain to use scientific terms um and you know i think that's true and you know i notice when i'm walking around the lake that i do tend to be a little bit more thoughtful so i thought in one of those thoughtful moments that you know i could use a uh, a portable mic and do a walkabout podcast that might actually be useful so and just more pleasant pleasant all around and and like even if i'm in my apartment and it's raining i will still walk around so i wouldn't even I mean, I do agree nature is preferable. Like a lovely walk in nature is better oh, but, than pacing around in an apartment. But I'll still pace around in an apartment. Oh, yeah. So. Me too. Th- um, then what is, what is it? Is it movement? Like, the is it, the like, <laughs> does, it, does it feel like metaphorically progress and going somewhere and there's direction in your movement at like subconscious um, level or what's going on? I don't on? think it's metaphorical. I think it's, um, I, I, I know that we've talked about this before, but it's kind of like your brain has multiple tracks going at all times and in the same way that at least for me when i'm you know driving a long way on the road you know it's almost like there are three simultaneous tracks going there's the part of my brain focusing on my motor movements like my hands on the wheel my eyes looking at the lines on the road and other cars around me and just right getting me to my destination um but that actually doesn't require that much brain power and you know sometimes i'll get to my destination and be like whoa, I just drove here, and I don't even really 
remember it you know um, yeah the automaticity of like you don't think on your way to say work or, or a destination you go to frequently that oh I, do i take a left up here you don't make that decision really yeah your body why just, if you go somewhere new you'll sometimes go to work or something fun right like yeah that, exactly right? and then i have a, another uh another track that's just listening to my music and just you know i maybe sing along or whatever do some air guitar uh you know whatever people do and then <laughs> little air guitar driving yeah and and then uh the third track is just thinking about stuff um and and i find that when those first two tracks of your brain are occupied in a way it kind of frees up uh that third track to just kind of wander to whatever i don't know maybe that's how how you stumble upon new thoughts when you're not you're not focused on thinking because that becomes strange uh things right. just kind of pop into your head i don't know that's that's what i'm uh that's what i'm thinking anyway that walking around it occupies your mechanical your motor uh your motor skills you know you have to actually move your feet navigate around and your eyes are looking at the stuff around you but you know your brain can be thinking about something else you know I tend to agree with that, but here, here's another angle about why movement might help us too. What if uh, I'm I'm into the idea of being mindful and being present, but I realize sometimes when we use the word being present, uh, you can mean different things because often I mean like on the same wavelength as the person I'm talking to, right? Like you and I right now, we are present for each other in this conversation, right? Um, and I am less present in. And, and you're actually less present on your walk than you might be if you weren't on the phone and you said, I'm going to look at the trees and I'm going <laughs> to really be mindful of my surroundings and my existence in this space. Um, so we, someone can mean be present minded and they're talking about literally like existing, like what, like what are their physical movements doing in these surroundings? Like that's what meditation can, can be is this sort of, uh, all the noise of the universe trying to drown that out and just say it's just me it's just this this space I'm in like listen to my breathing get in touch with myself and my surroundings but like it's also very very it's a similar feeling when you decide to be present with another human being in a conversation or in a class you know mm -hmm. you're listening to a lecture to be present or to watch that movie and be present and like into the narrative being told to you or, or showed to you right and so I think it's important to I mean, to value both, but um, I think it's very difficult to be present because <laughs> like we are almost, I don't want to say inherently ADD, but we're, we, ha we can function in three ways, like you said, at, at the least. And so movement occupies some set of energy that I have and allows me to settle my thoughts a little. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting here right now, I'm a little bit like I'm, I'm, I'm gesticulating more than I normally would. My hands are going all over the place probably trying to make up for the energy I would be expending if I were pacing, which would be more typical. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It seems almost like there's some kind of uh, attention or focus overflow, you know? Like, if you if you devote all of your attention to one particular thing, there's like some sort of, I don't know, it's a bad it's way to describe to it. Overflow. <laughs> but if you're walking around or whatever, then that overflow is captured with your body movements that don't take much conscious thought. And it kind of allows you, frees you up to to be present. I just wonder, is this a modern day phenomenon where like hunters and gatherers were 
this would sound like a strange conversation because they literally they need to be present in the sense that they're hunting they're out like being in touch with their surroundings and they, so they weren't as fragmented we're, we're constantly fragmented with our phones in our pocket text and you know all, all the things social media and uh, various forms of information coming our way and just even on your walk there might be a road you need to cross and that could have some danger in it I don't know like my point is like you're pulled in different directions in a way that might be uniquely modern. Um, I mean, it's pop. I mean, maybe, but you know, I, I find it hard to accept that it's, you know, since hunter gatherer times, we've had some kind of evolutionary change in the way humans think. Um, it seems like it seems like it would take a, a lot longer of a time for us to fundamentally change well, the way we focus. Th- that's actually so. So I actually think that yeah, we haven't changed the way we think, but our society has changed so rapidly, and that's why you have like mental illness and a lot more frustrations. And you know, asking. I mean, it seems like it's a fairly new question: Are you satisfied with life? Are you happy? Well, that you that know? I definitely agree with. Yeah. yeah. And so when you have this completely new, like since industrial age, like here's how people, we've talked before about how jobs aren't always connected to meaning explicitly the way they used to be. And that's a new phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And so all of that coupled with like being pulled in different directions, I don't know. So we're, we're being asked to think differently to navigate our new circumstances, but we don't think differently. (laughs) So uh, I don't know. So it's modern tension. Yes, modern tension because our natural state is to perhaps be present and not like maybe maybe walking and talking would have been a lot to like like but I've been conditioned <laughs> yeah. it would have been a little too much. Well, good that thing, seems silly, good thing you know? they didn't have gum because you're walking and chewing gum as they say, you know, can't be done. Walk and so. chew gum and have a conversation. Have a conversation. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, obviously we can do multiple things and we have to do multiple things and they they required varying degrees of mental uh, uh thought you know right. presentness yeah so i don't know i guess i'm i'm realizing uh as i'm walking about that you know i guess the uh, the upside to the walkabout is pretty much all on my end i mean i get a more pleasant experience uh but you know i guess there may be some occasional noise of you know people i'm walking by or the cicadas that are buzzing around I don't know if it'll be pleasant ambiance or an annoyance. For the listeners. Yes. Particularly. So, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I want to do it. I also feel like, I, like I'm on board. If this works on your end, then um, then I want to do it. Yeah. If it's annoying from a listening experience. Um, I mean, perhaps listeners, I mean, I feel like people are fairly forgiving and they, they like natural conversations, sure. right? And that's part of a, the appeal of a podcast. It's not scripted. It's just like people saying their thoughts and additionally if it was a short interruption of like oh hey as you like see a dog or something i don't know like well you don't do that i'm just saying if i were walking past someone um it depends on whether i'm going to be distracted from my conversation currently yeah that's true i mean i guess that's another downside there are opportunities for you know one of those brain tracks of mine to be pulled away from the conversation um, right. That that can happen. Uh, if someone were passed out on the um, on the trail or whatever, you would have a decision to make whether you just barrel forward with the yeah <laughs> with the conversation. Yep. Or uh, or help them. Uh, yeah. Or help, or help them, them tough decision, into the grave. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think we all know which I would choose. Um, 
Yeah, we don't even have to say anything more. Right. So uh, before we, uh, I guess we've already jumped in, but I do, uh, <laughs> I do have uh, um, kind of something personal I want to share. Um, yeah. So have you, have you experienced a close loss? Um, I've ex- experienced. You know, my grandparents dying when I was in sixth grade would probably be the closest. Um, at, you know, that's where my mind went to. Yeah. Um, and my granddad. And But, I mean, even as a sixth grader, I didn't see him daily or even weekly. I was growing close to him in, in his final chapter of life. But um, um, I can't, like, I haven't dealt with a loved one, best friend, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, when I, loved one, of course I loved him. I just mean that, like, uh, immediate family, I would say. Right. And experience, the intimacy of that. So, no, I haven't. Well, yeah, I uh, I experienced a, a close loss recently. So if you don't mind, I'd like to just say a few words. Yeah. <clears throat> With your locking lever and analog knob, you used water and soap to do your job. Your visage suggested assembly before my birth, yet you cleaned my utensils for all you were worth. With no fancy brushed steel, only discolored plastic, you would function over form, but functionally fantastic. You kept plates, saucers, and bowls safe inside. I filled you with dishes, but you filled me with pride. Not once in years was my glassware left streaky, but one day it turned out that you were leaky. As a puddle of water bled onto my floor, the maintenance man said you would dishwash no more. Now a new appliance will fill your space, but in my heart, you'll never be replaced. Rest in peace, dishwasher. 19 something to 2020. I'm snapping my fingers because that's what you do after a poem. I appreciate that. I appreciate your I, snapping like you let condolences. Me reflect on, on, on death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then went into that. <laughs> Is that a genre Let's twist? Just, I think that might be a genre twist. You did say loss. Have you ever experienced loss? And I could have. It's funny how you go straight to. That word means when you frame it that way, you knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that was a, a contemplated wording choice. Um, I mean, my dishwasher is closer to me than any of my family members. So, I mean, in one sense. <laughs> in one sense, yeah, it's physically there. And it, was it really some just older piece of, like probably early two thousands plastic? Yeah, whatever. it was old. It looked really old, uh, and it just died. So. Kind of, kind of crappy. Like my, I got in a car wreck, and then my dishwasher died. And I know stuff's going on. Te- technological threes, curse. You know. Yeah, my computer uh, fingerprint reader died. So I guess that can be the third one. We yeah, we'll call that the third. Wow. Ooh. Um. Did they replace it quickly? This is the benefit of living in an apartment. You just say it's broken, and they say okay, and you just get a new one, right? Like there's no, mm-hmm. yeah. there's nothing you have to do. Yeah, uh, that's the great part. It was replaced pretty quickly, and shockingly, they just replaced it yesterday shockingly it's the same dishwasher but obviously a newer model but like the analog knob and the lever and the little heating switch it's all the same like i was shocked so, 
if they replaced it that quickly, was was there even a like a forty eight hour gap? Did they just have a couple on property kind of thing? No, it took a week. Um, oh, okay. So they did order one. Yeah. But yeah, well, I guess it has to match, and they probably have a deal with. I mean, I just think about weird things when you're running an apartment. Even the the knobs on like the the door handles to your closet, or when you make that decision, you're buying hundreds of right. them, and so every decision like that means something. And so, and obviously, if you're buying four hundred, eight hundred, whatever it is, dishwashers, yeah. you got you say like they're gonna break, and we're gonna call you, and you're gonna replace it within a week or whatever timeline they they get together yeah you're getting you're getting some common model with common parts you know like you're not getting yeah some kind of outlier dishwasher uh-huh. right and i imagine they have to you know they had to get one to fit the space exactly and everything so um yeah well you can continue your um relationship with this new washing machine given that it's so similar you don't have to adjust too much that's right that's the beauty yeah, I'd, of relationships with machinery exactly I just, they just completely and totally replaced it uh and after after that poem i basically won't probably will never consider it again <laughs> uh sorry it, it, it's very funny in the name of humor you <clears throat> did actually sit down for you know more than i would say i'm guessing here 20 minutes to give to me some knock credit out a, to, to well, <laughs> Jeez. this was this was spur of the moment. I, I, that was improv. Yeah, oh, this was impromptu. <laughs> I actually had a lot of fun. I was actually trying to fall asleep um, shortly after my dishwasher broke, and uh, I, I couldn't fall asleep because I was composing a, a poem for it. A poem, a eulogy, a poem eulogy for, for my dishwasher. dishwasher. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, good old dishwasher, yeah. and good old poetry. Well, yeah, that's that's an appropriate use of poetry. You know, the clearly the reverence and respect for the craft shines through, and your your. It was um, a very complex couplets. rhyme yeah. scheme and everything. <laughs> old Bill, old Bill would be proud. Uh, Shakespeare it flowed well. You should publish that. You should. That should be. That's worthy of a Facebook post. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would, and in fact, like years ago, I posted a similar eulogy for my ceiling fan. Um, but <laughs> I'm vaguely remembering that. Yeah, but uh, but I don't really get on Facebook anymore, and I just I didn't feel like logging in and dealing with it, so I figured I would just uh, I just do it on the podcast. Why not? Well, I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast, but we certainly discussed it quite a bit. That the, the shame of Facebook or social media in general is to make. It's a copy paste machine instead of a production machine. Like when it was originally there, <clears throat> yeah, 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 you had to say things and uh, compose essentially, mm-hmm. and that's just almost obsolete. People, the only composing that goes on is primarily pictures, um, and even the captions have kind of become automated. Where that's why you say like uh, "Man Crush Monday" or "Throwback Thursday" or whatever. So you don't have. I mean, ha- the whole invention of hashtags is 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 an concerted effort i think to not have to produce thoughtfully so mm-hmm. geez yeah <laughs> it's it's just a wasteland yeah it, it is a wasteland um and you know that's one of the reasons i don't uh i don't really post anything i'd rather just hasten so why its do you demise. have it um i mean that's a good that's a good question it's probably going away pretty soon i mean the 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 technical answer at the moment is because i need it to log in to 
play Scrabble against my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and there's something to be said for the storage. It would take a moment to go com- go save all the pictures, right? Well, I mean, I already have all the. Not really. Yeah, if you had pictures first saved before you uploaded, then. Yeah. Yeah. There's really not. There's not much to lose. Um, so. Dis- describe a pathway forward in which something like Facebook uh, reverses this trend of automation, like, and that, that, that production and genuine, I use the word production, but people crafting their own or relaying their own thoughts instead of sharing an article and they, they, they actually have something more substantive to say. Like, what, what sort of course would have to unfold to reverse? Well, I mean, this course? is what we talked about last time. I, I don't think it's possible. It's not, it's not possible on the technological front. The solution to that problem isn't a technological innovation, at least not on Facebook's part. Um, it's got to be, I think it has to be a cultural uh, innovation. Or So it's the advent of a new social media that, that does what we're saying. It says, we're going to keep it simple. We're not going to allow this sort of copy pasting or sharing. We're actually going to make you, because we want you to produce. And it has to attract the user base that wants to produce. But yeah, that's what and I'm saying. I don't, I don't think you make a social network that attracts people who want to produce. I think, I think it's the other way around. I think people have to want to produce, and then you know, then they a social a social network is created to cater to that market. But, but that isn't going to. Ha- I mean, path of least resistance. I mean, the most popular the reason Instagram is so successful is the simplicity yeah. of well, you don't have to re- even even as a user not producing. You used to go on Facebook and not produce, but you you go read other people's productions. But that involves reading. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's image heavy with hashtags that you can just glance at. It's so easy on the brain to scroll through a series of images. There's not a whole lot to click on. That's another thing. Facebook has so many options. That's a little overwhelming. Um, Instagram, you just double tap if you like something and keep on going. And, uh, oh, wow. That's just gross to think about. That's what we've become. That's what the most popular thing is. This is just Yeah, I mean, I, I hate lacking, that. I hate that thought. Um, but, like, I mean, I think the only way that that changes... Um, is if the current users of Facebook, Instagram, whatever, they just, I mean, it sounds impossible, but they have to start producing. They have to start making original content and posting it. And people have to see that, be inspired, and then produce their own. And it just has to become the culture of producing stuff instead of the easy path. But that's, see, this is the problem with all of these cultural movements is that no one no one says no to the easy path. Everyone takes the easy path. And it's just a, a continuing trend in all realms, not just on social media, of people deciding, oh, I'm not going to put in the work. I'll just take the easy path. And so that's why I'm very pessimistic about it. It's another example of rich get richer, poor get poorer, because the ones who are producing are like semi-professional almost now, right? And then it gets copy-pasted a bajillion times. Mm. And so... Um, I mean, not always. Obviously, memes are not that difficult to produce. I'm not claiming that. But, like, it's not a bunch of producers all engaging. It's a very few producers and a lot of copy-pasting and sharing oh, and yeah. stuff. So, so like, that's the that's what I mean by rich get richer. Like, they're mm-hmm. gonna, they have a lot of influence, and then the copy-pasters just are whatever. They're just sheeple, man. Sheeple, sheeple. wake up, sheeple. Wake up, wake up, sheeple. Wake up. That's actually what we're saying in this conversation. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, really, 
I was, instead of waking up, it's more like do better, you know, apply yourself. Um, yeah. Instead of just like fulfill your potential. Yeah. Fulfill that potential. Um, I want to, uh, I want to talk about a different topic. Um, since we, I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of in the same realm a little bit, but since we covered social media last time, I want to talk about something else that annoys me. It tends to make up the bulk of my conversation topics, I think, things that mm-hmm. annoy me. But I want to talk about advertising. Um, this is something that, I like advertising, so yeah, let's get it's into it. It's an interesting topic, uh, and we've talked about it a little bit um, on previous occasions, I think even on the podcast, but, but not as kind of a holistic topic. So I guess to start, like, just... How I, I was I was just thinking the other day how insane it is how pervasive advertising is, and it's not like it's a novel thought or anything. But sometimes you just happen to be in a situation, you look around and realize, wow, there are a dozen or more forms of advertising within sight of me. Um, like I can see multiple avenues of advertising. Uh, I mean, you have brands and logos, commercials. I mean. Yeah, stuff is and they're everywhere. all competing yeah. for your attention. They're all vying for your, you know, your attention. Yeah, your engagement. So, and and I mean, even even now, as I'm doing the walkabout podcast, like every time I pass a person, you know, they're oftentimes their shirt has, you know, a brand or a logo or some slogan or whatever. Basically, every object we have has some element of advertising. You know, my dad would always lament at that fact if like. When in in high school, I might wear a shirt that said Hollister, really big and bold. Or this is actually common for Nike and Under Armour and things like that too. And I always dismissed my dad's frustration as sort of just well, he's not a fashion guy and all this. So I just <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, he's goofy, right? He doesn't know any better, kind of thing. Especially as a teenager, I was just having that attitude. But it is weird that we willingly. The, the brand loyalty idea, I'm a Nike guy. Yeah. I mean, this is actually happening. I don't know if you know this in high school. In high school football and high school actually sports, and the high schoolers, they get, they love this. So your school, like Under Armour or Adidas, will come and like have a contract with your school because it's gotten, impo- it's gotten really popular to sell, uh, you know, your spirit shop mm. to have your, your quarter zips yeah. and your and, and your flags and your magnetic bumper stickers and all the things you can think of. Um, but Nike will come in and say, yes, you'll be a Nike school. You will represent. And this has become just ubiquitous. This is just what schools do. Wow. And then they, they're like, oh, you know, we're Adidas. We're whatever. And so, like, kids identify with this strongly and, you know, buy their own personal products in line with it often. Huh. So That's crazy. Yeah, well, I find that, like, uh, I even saw last year, um, I noticed... So we do this thing where we take our high school kids down to the, the the lower division, the little kids, and we, you know, it's like Thanksgiving, write thankful notes, whatever, just some cutesy. It's actually a good moment of community bonding, so I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying I found myself in a kindergarten classroom, and at on the ABCs, um, it had A is for Apple, but it was the brand name oh, Apple. Yeah, yeah. And and B is for and I forget what you know it wasn't like boy then cat it, every single one it was C is for Coca Cola everything right. was a brand name I took a wow. picture of it actually yeah, because I was so blown away that you're being inundated with brands and advertising at a 
young age seems as if like it was something, anything normal. Some sort of uh, like very hippie person would take a picture of and post on Instagram or Facebook or something, yeah. <laughs> complaining about it in the same way we are. But we're complaining well, yeah. about it better. But we're complaining because we're better than hippies and stuff. <laughs> no, but it was gross to me. And yeah, I do yeah. see like most people, like even if it's difficult to at, at first identify, it's like, well, they're just learning their ABCs. But you no, know, you're being cultivated from a very young age. Like you're, you're to, to just brands. Like if you're that young, you wouldn't really recognize that's a brand. You just think Coke is like the fluid you drink when it's a special celebration. Well, is, that's it, what they want. Is, isn't that <laughs> like, a stereotype of Southerners? Is that just all soda is called Coke? Everybody right. That's that's the success Coke? of Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that you call it like, all right, I'll bring Coke to the party. What kind do you want? Right. It's like, right, I guess yeah. that's like a Kleenex is another one. Frisbee. Those are, yeah. pro, those are Nintendo. Brands. All yeah, of, like, all, yeah. You're playing on your Nintendo tapes. And I actually wonder if that's less of a trend. Like, I'm not, I don't think I do that with anything. I've always found that odd. You don't do it with Kleenex? Not, um, uh, you know what? I might have to confess. I might do it with Kleenex. The, the, the tissues are over there. I'm pretty sure I say tissues. I mean, fris- but fris- that frisbee would be the and one Kleenex, I, those are words I use. Uh-huh. Frisbee, you're right. I say frisbee. I don't say fr- what is it? Flying, flying disc? disc? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't say flying disc. Flying disc. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I say frisbee. Or if if you're someone who like plays it in college, you go, no, 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 it's ultimate. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> they, right. they say this. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah that, he want to go play frisbee? A... Sure, I could go down. I could go for some ultimate. <laughs> like, yeah. oh god. We'll have to do a Bennett fixes sports with that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But the, but no one is saying flying disc. So yeah. Want to go toss the flying go disc? Toss the flying disc around, bro. <laughs> but, like, you don't say, like, you want to go shoot some Wilson uh, instead of a basketball yeah. or whatever brand. Like, you don't do that. Yeah. So, I wonder how that... Well, I mean, obviously, a well, flying just, disc... like It's just it's the, the dominance, first, you know? It's the yes. dominance of a brand. Um, it becomes so ubiquitous that people call it by that instead of the item that it is i mean and there may be some like a uh, phone aesthetic component to it you know it's easier to say frisbee and more fun to say frisbee than flying disc well all of let's think nintendo's a completely unique phrasing that's pleasant um yeah frisbee is also frisbee just from the frisbee the is, word is fun. phone aesthetically a good word yeah, it's 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 uh Frisbee. kind of Good. playful yeah. and wondrous and like what is what is this thing? I want to know what a frisbee is. Um, I feel like Nintendo has that as well. Nin- Nintendo. It's, yeah, I can it, see it. Yeah, it, there's something whimsical in the wording itself, um, uh, and a little bit unusual. I don't know about Kleenex and you know other big brands, but 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 like that is the ultimate dominance if you if your brand becomes the word for the product like that's you know in impressive. a in a way i i don't have all that much of a problem with that because that's almost like an, a happy accident you know if your product becomes so synonymous with whatever it is oh, that Band-Aids. people use that. isn't that one yeah band-aid there's that's a good a one uh, like that you, you, no one i mean maybe everyone sets out to do that but no one can realistically expect that their goal will be, or that their end point will be, that their brand is what people call everything, you know, of that product type. Um, so, like, what, 
what bothers me more is, you know, I guess just your your ho hum everyday advertising, you know, just the kind of a uh, blanket market saturation sort of let's play our ad on every channel, you know, inserted in every web page, that kind of thing. Um, do you think it's because we were just talking about being present and mindful and conscious of our surroundings and, and ads are clearly invasive in the intent that they're not there to contribute to your natural, like the conversation or the thing that you're involved in? It is, it is an unnatural interruption saying, buy our product, at the no matter what it is, it's ultimately consume this good. And that is not that was not the conversation you wanted to partake in. That is not what you signed up for. So that intrusion yeah. is the frustration. Yeah, well, I mean, that's definitely my frustration um, is that intrusion. The There's almost a purity aspect to it. Like if I'm watching a TV show um, or listening to music or something and it's interrupted by an ad, it's almost, I mean, it's almost like the, the, the cohesiveness of whatever it was I was being entertained by has been ruined, you know? It's been chopped up and some foreign thing has been inserted in the middle of it. Uh, right. It breaks up the flow and, you know, if you're, if you're watching a TV show, then, you know, you have to endure however many minutes of commercial breaks um, until your plot line comes back up. Uh, and I don't know, I just... I mean, I hate it so much. I, I'm talking, like, from memory here because I've actually been, like, I don't, I stopped watching TV because of commercials. Uh, wow. I don't, yeah. I mean, I have, I don't see commercials anymore. Um, I just don't participate in anything that gives me ads because uh, I hate them so much. So, uh, it's, it's funny. They said, I don't, the number was thrown out at some, like, $6 and some change is what your Facebook profile or the average pay, Facebook profile is worth to them. But you get it for free, and then they, um, you know, use your information. And you know, if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. That's yeah, the kind of saying right. in the industry, and that's very true because they're selling your information, your habits. Well, not your information because they want access to the information, but the, but your they can basically form what kind of consumer you are, and then target you. Right. And so all of that is the product. So it's not that you are the product; it's your attention that they hone in that they learn what sort of attention you have and then they can yeah um, all that aggregate take data. advantage of that yeah. so so anyway yeah like like if we had just had a paywall like netflix is fairly neat and clean you can say um this is uh, this is what we offer uh i buy in and i sign in and i uh have like access to netflix i don't have any commercials in the middle of it hulu takes another approach it's a little bit cheaper and I have ads during the show, or I can pay a premium and have no ads. Um, and it feels weird because it's difficult for me as a consumer to say, "Do I want a free thing with a little bit of annoyance?" But it doesn't actually <laughs> right. hint, it doesn't make the product worse if I can just tolerate this annoyance. And so most, I mean, almost all say, "No, I'll take the free product." So we have this thing where we get, you know, we hand ourselves over as the yeah. Product. I mean, ulti- so screwed up. Ultimately, the market decides what's acceptable. Um, but so, if we could back up and go pay six bucks for Facebook and have no ads, I mean, are you kidding? Totally got more than six dollars worth of value out of it, and, and even now I don't like it. I mean, all of the I just wish I could have. When when something has a cost up front, I get to, to decide. And right. when you're when it's an advertising model, we don't get to decide. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all of the modern advertising is even weirder and more uh, 
alarming, but like, I mean, even when you think about traditional advertising, I can't help but see it as kind of pollution in a way, you know, it's just freaking everywhere. Um, yeah. Like I've got, I mean, wait, you're talking about like billboards and yeah. on buses yeah, yeah. and I mean, just... I've got some numbers that I looked up just out of curiosity. Um, like in the U S obviously, or perhaps unsurprisingly, we spend more on marketing than any country in the world. Uh, hmm. to about $200 billion a year. That those numbers uh, that sounds like big. crazy, but I also don't know. It's what too that big means, to you know? hold in you your head. You could have said ten billion dollars, and I would have gone, "Whoa!" Whoa like right. two hundred billion, seven hundred billion, one hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And, but I mean, maybe for a point of comparison, like China is number two at eighty billion, so less than half. And they're way bigger. That's wow. Yeah, they have a different society too, but still, like. It's still a big discrepancy, and two hundred billion dollars is insane when you think how many people enjoy advertising. Like at the the marketing world is a world that no one enjoys, but we pay two hundred <laughs> billion dollars on. Like, I, I mean, I think the positive the positive feelings for advertising probably only come around when people you know watch Super Bowl commercials or something. Um, well, I think it's more subtle than that. It's kind of like Walmart or something. Everyone loves to complain about Walmart, but they have their sort of personal thrill. Like, so you you claim to be annoyed. Oh, it's a commercial break. Dang! And then that product goes. Oh, wait. What is that? Wait. Let me let me see what this is. And so yeah, we all agree it's frustrating, but obviously it works because obviously it's tapping into some joy center. Because if it truly was unadulterated frustration, it would be unsuccessful. So, like, it's this love-hate relationship. Right. Um, well, but I, yours is only hate, probably. Yeah, I mean, I guess that uh, goes to show. That's what I was going to say. I guess it goes to show just, you know, how different people can be. Like, mine, it's purely a hate relationship, and I actively don't participate in things that have ads. Uh, and, But, I mean, apparently I'm a rarity, and most people are, well, you know, they're more tolerant. And so, you know, they watch TV or, you know, listen to Hulu or watch Hulu or whatever. Um, Listen to Spotify, whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah. get their ads. Yeah, like I don't do, do a Spotify. I have an and, iPod. And as it gets catered to... Yeah. <laughs> I still have an iPod that I modded That's and filled funny. with music. No ads. As it gets catered to who you are and they're targeting you, it's um, le- it was, it's arguably less annoying. It's eerie. But this... So so I get an experience that's like... They've, they've identified me as probably... A, a, this is sound arrogant, but... a. I want my products to be high quality. It's, there's some some level of discernment I have when I'm looking for a shirt or a, whatever it is, and so I tend to get kind of cool techie commercials or advertising thrown my way, and so it'll sometimes pique my interest. But I mean, I re- it's not like I run and go. They're priming your brain. It's all about priming and controlling your thoughts, and that's what's eerie. It used to be, here's a product. Let me tell you why you need it. But now it's just like priming your. It's literally trying to control your thoughts. If they they're competing for your attention, and if they have your attention, then they. It's a long haul. I think it's not just buy this product now. It really is like a, let me convince you that you're this type of person, and that's right. that's well, unsettling. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't have an issue with 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 a company trying to market its products necessarily like if i'm in the market for a product of a given type then i want to be able to go look at what people are bragging about and that'll inform my decision on what to buy but i want the chain of events to be you know i gain some interest in a product 
I proactively go look for, um, you know, its features. And then I stumble upon whatever marketing they have, look at it and then buy potentially. I don't want to be going about my business doing one thing and then get that marketing, you know, thrown at me. Um, right. Without me seeking it out. Um, it's like you want to have a need first that you decided was your need and then and, you move forward to find the best product within that. Yeah. You know, that and I mean, need. maybe I'm just extremely naive uh, or, th- you know, this would just never work in practice, but it at least seems plausible that a world in which people put, you know, they spent their marketing dollars on really robust informative information on their website or in pamphlets or whatever like if it was if everyone knew that they could just go to whateverproducts.com and get all the specifications and information about it like i mean i think that would that would be a source of revenue for people and it would be less invasive and less annoying so you're saying it's a shame 200 billion dollars None of that's actually going toward making a product have <laughs> yeah. more quality. Right. It's all about like, well, getting the message out there. And so, I mean, yeah, I get, you know, you have to break into a market and all of that stuff. And especially since we are, you know, there's a global market. How is, you know, some European country going to hear about a product made in some, you know, small town in Pennsylvania or something? You know, they're just not, uh, and so that's kind of the motivation behind some of the marketing campaigns is, you know, get your name out there. I, I understand that, but I can just imagine an alternate universe in which, you know, if you're, if you're in the market for a, a typewriter, this is something that's very important to you. Like if you're in yeah. the market for a typewriter, maybe, you know, you, like you proactively, you can go on the internet and you can go to typewriter.com. I don't know, whatever. And it's just an aggregate of all the typewriter companies and their stuff. And you can find all the, comp- the information. And it's not just, a, not just a deluge of ads trying to steal your attention and steal your business. It's, you know, detailed specifications about typewriters. And you can find the best typewriter. Like, it's kind of, it, it's kind of you know, what I guess the market has adapted to this desire, too. And that's basically what Amazon reviews are. Um, but, but they're just user reviews you know right. but i can imagine well, this... a world in which uh you know company marketing information replaces all of the um invasive ads that we have i think this will make this might tell me if it's too tangential because i don't want to derail the thought you're on but i've often thought like all right if i need ketchup um and, and i need it now i i go all right well there's Publix near me there's a walmart near me there might be one at the circle k I, but i don't usually go in to buy ketchup there you know it's a right. higher risk like and it might cost more but it's closer i don't know so i'm just gonna go to probably Publix. so then i might depending on where i'm at i put Publix into my gps and i go to Publix and i do that but but why not put in ketchup into the i'm serious though yeah, that's like, a good thought and like, and it would say, and and then if if they were doing it perfectly, it would say here are here's the three here's the best price ketchup within two you. miles. Here, here's the <laughs> it starts to say what are your values? You want to search for cheapest ketchup, closest ketchup, like, and it shows you like, uh, like a yeah ketchup near you. Cause like take like uh, the other day I had a little bit unusual product. I wanted some ping pong balls, and I'm like, oh. all right, there's a CVS next to me. That's probably got a ping pong balls. I don't <laughs> like. Do I go to? Publix probably does not have Walmart would most likely have, but it's the furthest away, and so 
um, that would have been a really useful like because I don't care about ordering the best ping pong balls on Amazon and reading reviews. Like I just wanna I want some ping pong balls. It's and weird so, that you mentioned this because uh, I was in Publix um, last week and I saw ping pong balls just hanging. You know, on one of the grocery aisles, just, <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. had a hanging thing of ping pong balls, and I thought it was like really next strange. Next to some solo cups or something. Oh silly, yeah, but. that makes sense. That's probably what it was. Um, but I, I noticed them and like thought, that's weird. Why are they selling ping pong balls? <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Um, but but this sort of it. The reason it maps onto what you were saying is it's like okay, um, I need a product now. Now I want to get into the details of the quality quantity where is it at like access to me um but we don't like i think gps is really impressive google is really impressive because i put in walmart i got the number right there i can call them in one button i can uh read reviews of that particular walmart i can see how like bird's eye view how close it is how long how many minutes it'll take me based on today like right now i could say i want to leave at four it could give me an estimate of the it'll take a little longer because traffic is heavy it gives me that when they open and close everything i need to know about walmart quickly boom got it but like no i want to i want to start typing in products instead um i don't think we're that far from that because i mean you can type in a product into google like you can type buy ketchup, maybe not ketchup. Yes, but you can. Well, like I've looked up, like uh, I want to. I've been wanting to uh, slowly buy the best of everything that matters. <laughs> right, yeah. So, like, what if there's a great, uh, like local Chipotle ketchup, ketchup or something? No, it's not even local. It's just like why ketchup for me. Like I like dipping sauces. So let me tomato <laughs> tomato ketchup. Smoked tomato. I'm just trying to think of all of these phrases smoked that really tomato. buy, really get yeah, you. Fire grilled tomato yeah, ketchup. Fire like, grilled, mm. sun dried. <laughs> Uh, um, organic, yes, not organic, but like, uh, hmm. I mean, they're just, def- they're these catchwords that really rope you in for food. Yes, I'm susceptible to that stuff. And I would, I would like, why not look up like mayo? Like I like spicy mayo. Like, why don't I look into, they usually don't have, they could have some spicy mayo at that, but like, I don't, anyway, we get, we get the point is this like, that's more of shopping that more than like, I need this product. I I need to, you know, if I want an exercise bike, I'm more likely to do some homework on the internet um, than I am to just say, where's the nearest, you know, um, exercise bike near me. Right. But that's still useful to know, and I can compare that price. To, well, again, like I a, think, like, to go back to, um, you know, everyone taking the easy path, like, what you're doing there is not the easy path. Um, most people, you know, they just... They don't think about what's the best ketchup and maybe I should seek out the best ketchup. They just happen to be walking around and they see the ketchup billboard or, you know, they're listening to music and they hear the ketchup commercial. You know, this is a common experience that everyone has. Yeah. And it's, you know, the Heinz ketchup. Heinz ketchup, get your Heinz. I'm sure that's their jingle too. Yeah, and yeah. they next time they're in the grocery store, they say, oh, I heard about that Heinz stuff. And they pick it up and get it. And this is a totally realistic account of what happens, you know, in people's minds with advertising. However, if everyone was proactive about seeking out the best product, there would be no need for the Heinz billboard or the Heinz jingle or whatever, because they would just need to make the best ketchup. Uh, And then people would be able to seek it out, see that it's the best according to their taste and then buy it. By the way, it's very funny we landed on Heinz because I think it's Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote an article about 
how there's all this competition in every market for take anything, potato chips, any sauce, but ketchup is Heinz, Hunts. and then you got Hunts, and then you got nothing. That's true. And it is a Heinz very and, binary market. And, so he wrote he wrote a, a fascinating. I'm forgetting the whole point of it, other than like what the heck happened with ketchup that it like is a monopoly when there's almost no monopoly on, uh, you know, there's obviously front leaders and people, you know, the dominant people but, sure. or brands, but nothing like ketchup. So it's like what, what's going on? And Coke and Pepsi. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And you're Dr. Right. I mean, there's Cola. Dozens of, well, there's but there's still like really a ton of different. You literally will not find uh, there's Heinz Hunts and then the off brand. And I don't know, maybe I just need to go back and read the article. So I'm not, I, sh- I wasn't prepared to talk about it or anything. It just was like it made me scratch my head and go, yeah, it was more than a monopoly right. or, or the well, heavy hitters. It was it was just something different. Right. I mean, so. the, we're we're very close. I and mean, one twist of fate would have got gotten us to say, oh hey, pass the Heinz, or oh, do you want some Heinz with your fries? Instead of, you know, past the ketchup right. or whatever. Do you think that's because, like, so f- the Frisbee was a unique product that maybe had never been, and Nintendo, even the home console market, yeah, there had been the Atari and, like, ColecoVision and Intellivision and stuff, but those those had actually fallen apart. I recently watched a documentary on mm. old video games, and then Nintendo re- re-energized the market big time. Um, and and redefine the market. So it was sort of a new territory. So that's why Nintendo gets the honor of having that brand. Whereas something like ketchup is is ketchup first and then branded. But if it's the brand and the new item come out at the same time, then we just are going to call it that. Um, that's just a thought. I don't know if that works with Kleenex though. Are you telling me that tissues didn't exist before Kleenex? That's a weird thought. Or maybe they did. Maybe I they don't said, know. I don't know. We the need history. something disposable. Like maybe there wasn't. Maybe everyone was coming going around with their handkerchiefs and stuff, I and they said, "Dude, possible. that's gross. Let's let's come out with a disposable tissue, and we're kind of call ourselves Kleenex, and then that's why." So I mean, that's possible. I don't know the history of uh, handkerchiefs and Kleenex. So but it makes sense that, that handkerchiefs went out quickly. I'm assuming after people went, like I have a feeling that like sounds like a thing you would carry around. It sounds like you would be into carrying a handkerchief around. Oh yeah, I would have like a silk one and yeah. match my um, vest or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seems like a thing that <laughs> I would have been, and I would have had a cool top hat. Probably not. Would have should have. It sounds like a thing that you would <laughs> like now be into why don't i do that why don't i just embrace that would kind of should should be honest branding yourself be honest instead of being a liar the teacher who wears a three-piece suit every day yeah and like a monocle monocle maybe a (laughs) did we say monocle at the same time yep great (laughs) great minds (laughs) thinking a similar fashion i'm gonna memorize a dance for when everyone says i like that cane I, i need to have like music play and I can do a thing where I tap the cane in a cool way and maybe some flower even I don't know I can incorporate magic because if you have a top hat and a cane and a three piece suit like you need to know a few we should definitely have it so that your powerpoint slides in class when you tap the cane you, dramatically it changes slides <laughs> yeah it's my clicker yeah. it's just a fancy clicker yeah that's that's awesome double tap yeah. the cane I like that pop, pop. next slide <laughs> I really like that. It's funny. You want to know on the topic of advertising still, like another thing, probably the thing that that launched this topic into my head. I was uh, sitting in a stoplight the other day, and on the street corner was, actually on two opposing street corners, <clears throat> there was one guy with one of those big, you know, 
clearance signs, you know, 50% off everything. Well, just giant sign on a stick. The kind of people twirl. Yeah, he was twirling it. He was twirling it around. Mm -hmm. And then on the the opposing corner was another sign person. Uh, This person was in like a motorized wheelchair and they were just, you know, holding the sign or whatever. It was leaned up against them. Yeah. And I was just, I don't know, maybe this isn't, I don't know how charitable of a thought this is, but I was just thinking how much it would suck to be a sign. I mean, these people are essentially signs. They've been made into signs. Their function is nothing. You could just as easily stick the sign in the ground and it would serve its purpose just as well. Uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, well, the spinner that guy... Shows that we, we see a person twirling, typically, but if you're not twirling it... Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, the, tw- the act of twirling it catches your attention. I get that's the gimmick, but, but like, it's just really hard to convince me that... It's just hard for me to believe that the difference between how much attention you capture with a stationary sign stuck in the ground versus a sign being twirled around by some guy on the corner. Like, I just, you can't convince me that that's a big margin. Uh, and it just seems so, I don't know why it seems so demeaning to me to say like, hey dude, take this sign and go basically be the stick <laughs> that the sign is stuck to. Like, especially the guy in the wheelchair. Like I looked at that and I was just like, oh, that's pathetic. And like, I don't mean it in a mean way. Like I'm, I'm sure, you know, he appreciates no, it's not getting about the some person money. Carrying the sign. It's about the, but it's the just company like, doing that to the employee. It looked yeah. so pathetic. A guy in a wheelchair, just sitting in his wheelchair with a sign leaned against him. Like, how demeaning. I think the yeah, the dark underbelly of it is that so the person let's say someone really is talented you've you've seen probably even videos where they can twirl the sign in impressive ways and whatever okay now we're almost talking about a street performance that they're mixing with this sign and it's a novel form of advertising sure but they're betting on the wheelchair guy catching your eye just as much maybe uh because he's in a wheelchair um and and like you that's yeah it's just exploitative i guess look at this guy he's in a wheelchair and uh be like the sort of pitiable instinct you may have to say like oh and kind of like wave at him give him a thumbs up kind of an encouragement now you're you're buying into their ploy look at the sign i mean not his ploy to be clear or no, her sure ploy, but, but like, i just but that sounds so far-fetched like it just i don't think it sounds like i know i understand what you're saying it just sounds like a far-fetched for you know imagine your business people sitting around the tables and they're thinking all right profits were down last quarter what are we going to do oh i know let's plaster some signs to sticks and hand them to this handicapped guy to sit on the corner and have the sign leaned against him. Yes, Bill, you're getting a promotion. Like, yeah, no, I just that, don't, that's I don't. I would like to know, well, it goes back to we're so inundated with, you, you pass a, it's usually near a crappy stri- like strip mall of crappy item, like a We Buy Gold, it's got a barber shop, it's got a, pawn shop it's got a little caesars or something in it like let's be honest that's where i see these sort of you know it's got a family dollar maybe and right. so i'll see like a little caesars person during rush hour out there with, with their five dollar hot and ready sign and um i will notice that whereas i won't i'll drive by even these places will have like it'll maybe there's some place that sells some clothes but they put it on a mannequin do you know what i'm talking about these like really seedy sort of strip malls they'll literally have like a uh 
mannequin out there or something with just wearing weird clothes. But so I don't know. None about of it that. I see. That one's okay. strange to me. It sounds like a uh, a Florida thing. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> but I see. I'm just saying it's usually like these strip malls are gaudy and run down. Not even gaudy. That's not a good word. They are run down and tr- they have bright colors. They might have a lot of neon um, LED or LED lights on their windows. Um, none of it is just noise to me. But I always see the human carrying the sign. So they're t- they're. It's a simple psychological thing, but it like it works on me. I mean, it doesn't make me pull over and buy the hot and ready. But yeah, it, that's funny. But it, like I always see it, and I never see those places as I drive by them. So maybe it's more effective than I realize. Well, they get your eyes. And then the question is, if they do that, I guess in their books they've won. And clearly this actually would you say they weren't they weren't doing this in the nineties or something, or even in the early two thousands. This is in the last fifteen years or so. Maybe. Um, I, I don't really remember, to be honest. I mean so. think about back to our high school experience where we driving around like see I mean, we, that's the time I was driving around a lot to like Best Buy and Walmart and the movie theater and those sorts of things and like no there was just no sign holding people. So like I'm guessing that some chain tried it out during rush hour they put their person in and stop making the pizzas and go out there and like hold this hot and ready sign they saw sales grow and it like just exploded or we but i don't get the sort of we buy gold well i guess you know having your attention is having your attention they don't care um they just get out there and hold the sign um, yeah that reminds me like of you know in breaking bad the i thought it was very funny how they had that guy out there spinning the sign you know do you remember that um, one of uh, one of Jesse's drug selling friends or whatever, he was like really stupid. Um, yeah, yeah, but like I don't know, it was only like in one or two episodes. He was like he was a sign spinner, and it was just a very underplayed part of the episode. <clears throat> like they weren't trying to make an overt joke, but it was apparent that they were jabbing at how stupid it is to be selling a or spinning a sign. We're not going to go to like Naples, Florida, a ritzy part of town in Naples and see these sign holding. It's it's almost a mark of like just a not as great of an area, for lack of a better term. Have you seen The Joker? Yes. Yeah, that isn't he doing the sign, like has the sign, some kids steal it and he chases them? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think maybe. I can't really remember. Yeah, and it's that. just a really heavy moment. I mean, it's sort of, I think it's early on. It might even be the opening sequence, and it's just establishing this is That's a rock Not only scenario. are you a pathetic sign holder, you've gotten it stolen from you by some kids. Right, and, even your sign and you has been bent. you can't track them down. You can't get to them to get it back. Yeah, I think I do yes. remember that. It was right at the beginning, wasn't it? And he comes back, and his his mean bosses like where's the sign they took it or something and it's just like yeah you're right like it's just extra heavy um, and then he's like are you serious <laughs> i remember that part <laughs> that's my favorite part yeah of my favorite it. movie i really actually loved that movie it was very dark the character study of of his psyche but but the reason i think you're reacting strongly to it being pathetic is that how far are we willing to go to like maybe it's too strong to say degrade humans because it's not if they're getting paid and they're happy doing it whatever you know i mean it's a voluntary transaction if i'm willing to spend my time sitting out there with a sign you know fine but 
just, but I can't help but think a series of, of just do better. Life apply yourself. Led to you. <laughs> apply yourself. Don't be a sign. Don't just well, be I'm a sign. Well, I'm afraid that's what I'm saying. A series of life choices and circumstances led to it, where they they like that was their best option for it, and that's that's uh you know it's just like well, um, but it's also like if it's a teenager out there dancing on their iPod, like with their with their iPod, <laughs> with, <laughs> pod with party. Their music, however, <laughs> their pod party. Like whatever, I mean whatever. That's what I see a lot of is just some someone young flipping around and like okay, that's cool. And if they're good at it, I've actually seen a number that are like spinning it in cool ways on their hand. It's like that's neat. It's a yeah. sign of our times. So, it's the sign of our times. Um, what are some other uh, strange advertising methods that you can think of? Oh, like well, the sign I mean, spinning is definitely that's a big one to me. It seems like a very easy uh, one. Well, I'm getting, if I Google one thing, let's say recently, I, I was doing the same thing we were talking about with ketchup, but I was doing it with body wash. I was like wanting some tobacco <laughs> vanilla body wash. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I know. It's funny. It's a cartoon of my, but like, so I'll get it. I'll do like an hour of research, which is actually kind of long. I like going down that rabbit hole. It's fun <laughs> yeah, for me. I yeah. like reading it. And, I, and then okay. I take my risk and I buy the product. Yeah. Right. So I just, all right, good. Well, now the internet has signed me up for thinking I want that sort of branded, you know, these local or online, re- not local, but like small business online retailers that make fancy body washes. Like mm. I just get inundated with with that for a long time, like popping up on, you know, just my internet experience holistically. Yeah. Um, and that's, so it's clearly... It's annoying that one search can kind of lead to that uh, for a while. Um, I'll tell I, you. I mean, you know, well, go ahead. I was just gonna say one one interesting sort of related thing that happened to me too. I don't know if this has ever happened to you or your parents or anything, but you know, after I got in the in the car wreck two weekends ago, uh, I checked my mail this past week, and my mailbox was full, like it was just stuffed full of lawyer ads and big mm. envelope packets of lawyer junk like accident resolution and blah 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 like clark and clark accident extraordinaires yeah. or whatever huge packets crammed into my mailbox i'm talking i'm truly like a dozen different things uh that wow. i had to all just throw away big packets with stamps on them and stuff not just like yeah, I mean, it's a, so you think your wreck was documented, and they just kind of all reach out to people who are in wrecks. And yeah, it's like there must be some. In their mail yeah, somehow. there must be some sort of a public record of you know wrecks, um, and like if you're in a wreck, then they track you down and want to help you sue people or something. Um, yeah, that's gross to me. It was weird. I've never had that happen before. I well, my dad's had it go as far as um, he's gotten ads after having a conversation with a friend over the phone about buying a refrigerator, and they said refrigerator a lot, and he was getting ads about refrigerator later, like no joke. And yeah, he has a Google Mini and a Google uh, right. Home and all that. <clears throat> right, right. And I do believe that that that's ha- things similar to that have happened to me, where he he did not search Google, he didn't go Google, like he did not type in into the search bar or anything like that, nothing traceable other than speaking Google aloud, or speaking the word refrigerator, purchasing, you know, discussing various brand names with his friend. And so he's getting, he got ads for a while. Mm, that, yeah. 
Yeah, all the targeting really happening. The targeting stuff is really, really bizarre. Um, but yeah, another one I thought of was like, uh, <clears throat> you remember when we were, I mean, in Las Vegas, you know, there the stuff is so crammed in that there aren't really billboards. So instead, what they do is have billboard trucks. Like, oh yeah, you know, you know it they actually have is trucks a billboard <laughs> with billboards on the back, and the whole purpose of the vehicle is to be a billboard. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's no storage going on with these signs. They're literally a thin billboard that runs the length of their trailer. Yeah, it, and like similar to the sign people, it's just like you know, how degrading for that poor truck um, yeah. to have to be a billboard. Like, time talk about fulfilling your purpose. Like, geez. you were walk, you're a walking <clears throat> advertisement in that respect. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure you remember our philosophical conversation years ago about whether your coffee table was in fact a coffee table or a chest <laughs> because it was a chest, but it was also a coffee table. Uh, and yes. we argued uh, about it for hours. But like, is the truck, is it a truck or is it a billboard? Like, who knows? Like, what is its purpose? Is it transportation we, or advertisement? We could argue we about that for outline, hours. Yeah, we should, we don't have to revisit that debate, but, but just to state the circumstances is I have a, um, or I had a, coffee table but it was a chest like it is a chest it was designed pretty clearly to be a chest before we get into the minutia of it Mm -hmm. it's a chest that i use as a coffee table so the question is is a thing inherently the thing it was designed to be or is it what its purpose is so if you bought a hammer and you put it on a piece of canvas and spray painted it and put it on a wall like (laughs) is it just art is it still a hammer you know right and and the, the question being does anything have an idea like these don't inherently have identities. They're just what we make of them. They're the tools right. are tools for how we use them. So if I don't use it as a chest, if I don't store anything in it, if it's in no way a chest to me, only a coffee table, then I would, my argument is that it's just a coffee table. But um, yeah, so these people like if if your if your job is to be a billboard, ooh, well I do think there's overlap of what you're saying. And no joke is like like that. <laughs> your humanity feels ripped from you a little bit. Like you're not interacting and like in all, in so many jobs we're working with people and designing things and the purpose, although removed from maybe immediate meaning, it it like clearly has moments of meaning in it. But if you're literally designed to be a signpost. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? Like people are freaking out about automation, taking people's jobs and stuff. And I mean, your job is, your days are numbered. We're going to have robot teachers soon, <laughs> and you're going to be replaced by automation. But we've got people who have been replaced by pieces of wood, like not even automation. Like they've been automated away. <laughs> like, you that's see what appropriate. I'm... Like a sign, someone <laughs> a holding sign. a sign versus a sign that like just put it, put a spinny <laughs> thing on it if you want it to spin a little. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine people like having podcasts and 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 uh petitioning their local lawmakers to stop ban the signs they're stealing our jobs like (laughs) signs are gonna take all of our jobs away all these people who could be out holding signs oh it's funny Uh, and it's all about though the reason it is humans holding signs is it's different and i think we just do notice human beings so they're i've got the next big you know, based on that principle, the next big advertising push is going to be like 
bears holding signs, like get exotic <laughs> animals and put signs on them. Oh, you see that, right? Don't you see like <laughs> people in their their outfits and stuff? They oh yeah, okay, signs, yeah. I guess you're so, right with yeah. the uh, wearing the outfits. So that's true. Another one uh, that I can think of anyway is like this is going big. Like when you have the planes pulling the little uh, the signs, like at the beach and stuff. You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or riding in the clouds, riding. You know, whatever they're doing more of that that's, that's actually cool. i mean because because the beach is away from advertising and then, generally yeah that's what we we got uh we were we were at the beach this last week two weekends ago with my um family and then there was this big plane uh or let's say some big plane it was just pulling a trump uh keep america great or whatever and uh, wow i wonder I really who paid for that, that. I wonder who paid for that. Like, is that... We actually... Did, that's exactly what Danielle asked. Or my dad said, I guess that... And my mom... I mean, Danielle said, I think it was just a, a fan. Like, a, a hardcore, like, supporter. <coughs> and my dad was like, no, I think it was the local Republican yeah, it's, committee. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be some so, local political committee or something. That would be my guess. Yeah. But it's still but, nuts. Yeah, it's still, like, how did that get there? I also really don't appreciate... I'm all, like literally trying to escape the noise of the crap yes. and to have that sort of. Like, well, see, oh my god! That's another, and especially with my the dynamics with my girlfriend and and my parents <laughs> disagreeing politically. Like I don't want like that that begs yeah, when to you're, be addressed. When you're this at the plane. beach, yeah. When you're at the beach, like that's the last thing you want to be. She didn't even. On. She goes, "Ooh, what is that? What is that?" And we're all <laughs> looking, hilarious. and then we all like are like squinting, and then it says it, and you're oh, like, that's, "Oh, that's pretty funny to me, actually." Like now, I'm kind of glad it happened. Um, I'm kind of glad advertising is the way it is because it produced that moment for you that I can laugh at. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was just like eye rolling for me. It's like, oh, okay, now. Because we're all trying to decipher it, and then it became clearer and clearer <laughs> to get closer. And then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, do you do you debate it or argue or just go? So that was a safe route, I think, to go. It's like, I wonder who pays for that was just a nice way to go. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of, you know, one of the points that I brought up is the invasion of, you know, I mean, we'll just say sacred spaces um, by invasive advertising, like, I mean, I already mentioned TV shows and music, but can you imagine? Can you imagine if novels had, you know, every ten or fifteen pages they just had an ad inserted in them, and and you know they, Ugh. you know, people start flipping those pages by because they can tell they're different than the pages with text. So instead, you know, what they do is they just, you know, one sentence will be, you know, your book, and then the next sentence will be ad. You know, it'll be saying. Well, Oh, the taste of Coke is delicious and effervescent, or whatever. Well, that's how, and it'll be all yeah, woven no. in between your sentences of your story. Yeah, the your your main character loves Coca Cola well, or like needs Skittles for energy. That's yeah. another product weird advertising method is product. Placement. Well, well, that's because even like in podcasts, we go and and instead of just saying here's our commercial break and then some outsiders insert their commercials, you just say you know what I love the pillow that whatever whatever, <laughs> yeah. and, and so. Because you can't avoid it, you can't know exactly when to fast forward. You can't just mute it. Um, I hate that because, yeah. So there's no avoiding it. It's the way around. Like you, like like you, Bennett, have like done a good job of avoiding them, but you cannot avoid. Yeah, that. I mean, you and can't so, completely get away from it. Uh, and that's which is why frustrating. It's, it's there, and but the pivot becomes. We even come to you know the signal of. And you know what else is good? Speaking of, or whatever yeah. transition, they but always first, change their voice a let's little talk bit. talk about. 
And right. So, I appreciate you- that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Like, tell, like, it's kind of like the podcasters or whoever are winking at me saying, all right, here comes the ad. I'm about to read the right. ad for 25 seconds exactly, so you can skip forward. I appreciate that, too, because I want an indication that this is an ad. I'd feel cheated if they... Well, like, I'm okay if they actually are passionate about the product in that very rare it's circumstance. so rare. And, like, the, and, I don't believe that. And the circumstances so. are such that even if they say they're passionate about the product, I don't believe them. Like, yeah, I don't believe it. And I can't believe it, yeah. Like, I mean, actually, like, this may sound strange. It, it definitely sounds strange to me. But, I mean, we are do, we're doing a podcast right now. We have received emails trying to, you know, insert ads into our, this very podcast, the Third Space Podcast. Like, yeah. we've gotten emails saying, oh, we can do ad blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I just hate ads so much that, you know, I delete the emails and don't think about it anymore. But, like, I mean, it's conceivable that our podcast would get chopped up by ads or that, right. you know, someone would say, oh, well, I don't even know what, how much they pay for ads. I will pay you $500 to, you know, advertise this tobacco vanilla body everyone wash. Everyone has their price. Yeah, it's like, okay, you can talk about your body wash on our podcast for 500 bucks or something, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that is, or we say, no, we're taking a principled stand unless we love the product and or how much we have to love the product or use the product or like all sorts of gross things. Well, they try but to do, sl- you know, they try to at least make it, a, I don't know, arguably more ethical by giving you a product, you know, an example of their product to review. You know, they'll send you some of the body wash or um, earplugs right. or what a pillow or whatever. But I'm so incentivized use. to enjoy it. You hand me a body wash that's yeah. like, and 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 told here's money. I'm gonna be like primed to enjoy it already. I mm-hmm. want to like it, and it's freaking body wash. Like it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Like how many times does this arrangement happen? They send the the product, the 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 podcaster whoever uses the product and determines this product sucks, and then says, Nah, I'm not advertising this. Like I just don't think that that's a thing that happens very often. Or or do you think I'm wrong? No, I think you're absolutely right, and and that's why like I just doubt that they popular podcast or any any uh, any business says I happen or person says I happen to use this product so much and I love it. Like for instance, I love my purple mattress. Purple mattress is a, <laughs> you know, and I could launch into a, but I actually do, and like that's not. So if I got fame famous or something like. Perhaps I would seek out. Per- this seems like it's just extraordinarily unusual in the business, though. And right. For me, going, hey, I'm Daniel, and I love Purple Mattress. Like, yeah. I happen to free. I could. I could do a whole con, like a conversation around how I, much I love it. Um, so it would be appropriate <laughs> that I would seek out them. Um, but I'm not gonna seek. I don't know. That's just. Well, it yeah, it doesn't. Seem to work it, that way. it doesn't make sense because. It's more if, like they'd send me one. I'd sleep on it for two days and go, okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. if uh, imagine that, you know, whoever makes Purple Mattress, whatever company that is, you know, if they are popular enough to have people seeking them out to advertise for them, then they don't need the advertising as much. You know, it's the companies right. who aren't big and who aren't well known who have to seek advertising opportunities. Um, and if you're if you've got if you've got basically no market, no one's going to be petitioning you to, to do advertising. <laughs> yeah. I got a final thought about sort of advertising or, or like, what do you think about bumper stickers or hate even bumper the stickers? New, bumper the stickers. F- Here's a, uh, 
a bumper sticker slogan that I have for bumper stickers. Bumper stickers are tacky on both sides. Uh, I'm going to put that on a bumper sticker one it's day. It's really good. Because <laughs> yeah. um, the new brand of bumper stickers is the, the masks people are wearing. They're making their little political statement. Or I saw one that said, oh, God. And, and we don't have to debate the merits of it, but it'll say, like, um, I, I stand for the flag and kneel for the cross. And sure. so um, it's like, you see that and you go, whether you agree with it or not, it's just like, hey, here's your, here's my opinion politically speaking. It's, yeah, it's, not an it's adver- just it as tacky as a bumper sticker. Like, and like, don't get me wrong, like, I have a whole set of opinions on masks and stuff, but like, yeah, I don't want, I just don't want to stick stuff. I don't want to be walking around and see people's political religious or whatever opinions plastered to their faces like how again how dehumanizing to like yeah, not only it, are you covering up your face which is an issue i have with mass but now you're replacing your identity like your visual appearance you're replacing it with some kind of slogan like god that sounds so awful to me in a deep way you're, you're begging people to put you in a box, yeah. too. Yeah, you, you are self-packaging yourself in a box and saying, the only way I want to interact with anyone that I don't know is through this slogan. Like, you only come to me if you want to agree with my slogan or argue with my slogan. It is. It's this friend-enemy dichotomy. You're drawing lines like, why? Why, why do that? Ugh. I and mean, it's only if you truly believe the other side's the enemy and the uh, and your side is your friends. And so, yeah, uh, that makes me sad though. <laughs> that they, that's what people want to do. So, I haven't it's seen virtue signaling. Is if we're really, so. I haven't seen a lot of that um, personally. It's growing. I'm telling. Um, it's just. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Hopefully, hope. Uh, I mean. Hopefully, it won't have an opportunity to get that much worse. I mean, ugh, I just hopefully yeah. people won't be able to plaster crap on their face for for yeah. long. Um, I hope I hope so too. I have one last uh, funny advertising related thing um, that I want to share. That I, like I just think it's really dumb, but I noticed it before, so I'm I'm opening my. Uh, my laundry closet and I have a bottle of Purex dirt lift action laundry detergent. But the funny part is that it has the sticker on it that says in, in bright, it's bright yellow and it says 51% more loads. And then you read <laughs> versus our 50 fluid ounce bottle. And this is a 75 fluid ounce bottle. Oh, <laughs> so how pointless, like it's like getting a gallon of milk and it's saying twice as much milk. As the yeah. half gallon milk, <laughs> like, four times the the fluid of our quarts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, really funny. How stupid! Like the dumbest ad. Like it truly is. Like again, just a bright color. Oh, here, pay attention to me, and I will give you nothing of value. It's that belief of new is better, and then that brightness suggests and. This not, has more, this is better, this is flashier, this is newer. Newer is better is a, is a, a trope almost in advertising yeah. that yeah. is dangerous. That, I mean, I'm susceptible to it. I'm like, I want to make sure I get the newest model of whatever. Right. Because like I assume that like they've improved upon after learning, but that is a mistake. Well, that is a mistake. not only is the ad goofy because it's like 
uh, oh, this is a little bit bigger than our smaller size. It's also wrong because they said 51% bigger and... I was going to ask that. Like it's not, it, it is exactly it's, 50% bigger. 75 and 50 is 75%. No, or 55. 50, the, the ad says 51% more loads versus our 50 fluid ounce bottle. And okay. that, the bottle that the ad is on is a 75 fluid ounce bottle. So that's hilarious. It's so it's exactly funny because 50. it's wrong. Like their math is wrong. And for a stupid reason, because not the, oh, all those other uh, laundry detergents are saying 50% more than their other smaller load size. But we, Purex, are saying 51% more <laughs> loads than our smaller size. So we're the better detergent. It's just layers upon layers of idiocy in advertising, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's in packaging. Uh, it's probably its own conversation, but it's definitely the. It's all the same. Just like we were saying about bumper stickers and packaging and advertising, it's all rolled into one. It's like uh, it's exhausting. <sighs> well, I think that's a good place to stop. We've uh, I think so we've, too. We've, we've complained enough, but I think it's an, it was a pretty I, whiny podcast of us. It was kind of like whiny, it. but also kind of interesting. I think I don't know. I find advertising very interesting, and I do too. That's when you said oh, advertising. I said, "Oh, I like advertising." I, I mean, I like the subject of trying to manipulate people to your purpose, and yeah. your purpose is so explicit by <laughs> this product. And, then and you promise all sorts of things, happiness and whatever. And in so. the grand scope of things, it's fairly innocuous you, you know i say this after complaining about it a lot but like like I, i'm not i don't think that advertising is really ruining people's lives maybe it's ruining people's enjoyment of entertainment products or nature or beach trips uh, yeah. or what have you <laughs> but like it's just not that bad so i think it's a relatively innocuous thing to complain about and it's a big business so absolutely yeah. All right. Well, I'm tired. Well, talk, tired of talking I'm to you now. Done with the conversation. The conversation is over. It's ending. Over. Stop. Dang it. <laughs>